Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dallas Comedy Club podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Alou, and today I am sitting down with a very funny, very charming Juan Barzala. Welcome, Juan. Hey, thank you for having me. This is a good time. Yeah, I'm very excited to be talking to you because you two are a recent transplant to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Is that right? That is 100% true, and a transplant like right before the pandemic, so yeah. I still feel like I'm new here yeah because you didn't get to go exploring you got here and then it was like nope no one leave your homes right like everyone's favorites are still had their doors shut yep. for me specifically <laughs> so it was it was it was a weird transition for sure um well now that the world is opening up a little bit more i'm hoping you know i'm sure you and your wife are getting to explore a bit more right yeah for sure and she was here for two years before I moved down here. Oh, whoa. So she is like, this is my place. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that, that you yeah. guys were not living for two years. Yeah, we did long distance for two years while I was in my grad school. Wow. Yeah. Where'd you go to grad school? St. Louis University. Nice. Where I went to undergrad too. Nice. Yeah. Little shout out, shout out to the Billikens right there. All right, there you go. Uh, he did a, a little, it looked like devil horns, but I don't think that's what that meant to no, be. No, it's devil horns for oh, sure. Oh, it is devil horns. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> Juan is a part of the Wednesday Night Club team all-time faves. He's also a host, a co-host rather, for the show Fight Club, which is a long-form competition, uh, improv competition show, which you've all heard me talk about many times on this show uh, because I was furious we lost a couple weeks ago. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, and now I am uh, very proud to say that we won again. Oh, reigning champions are back. Yep, two-time. Let's see what happens next time, you know. I am exhausted already thinking about the fact that we have to scream again it is a, a lot yeah it is a lot yeah do we have to use the same prop the same prop yeah. i think we're gonna let you guys pick a new prop thank god thank god yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but though i think y'all did so well with that prop thank you that was really fun thank you i feel like we got lucky we chose a graduation cap during the last fight club the challenge was to use a single prop throughout the entire uh set and use it in different ways. So it's not just a graduation cap. It's a Frisbee or it's a set of keys or a picture frame or whatever. And I feel like we got really lucky because a graduation cap is easily moldable. Yeah, you you sure. can forget it's a graduation oh, cap. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and really, the other team did three things with their prop. And y'all just kept doing and adding new things. That's right. That's and right. I think, I think that was like the determining factor. Y'all yeah. were like, oh, this is, this is anything. And yeah. that was what we wanted to see as an audience is this could be anything. Because you got like a team of professionals playing. Right, 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 okay, right. It's, it it's might me, be unfair. It's Rosie, it's Alberto. It might be a little unfair. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Come sure. on. Um, well, we're not here to talk about just Fight Club. We're yeah. here to talk about you, Juan. Um, I, uh, as you know, I'm also brand new to Dallas. I'm. Yeah. This is my chance to get to know all of you wonderful performers here a bit more. So I want to know... What started you out in wanting to do comedy, improv, uh, any any sort of comedic art form? What what made you want to start doing this? Yeah, so for sure, I have a tangent that totally has do to it. do with this. And have you noticed that like uh, like seventy percent of improvisers start doing comedy because of like a breakup or a bad relationship? <laughs> no, actually, I, I that like, is not it at all. I like want you to pay attention to that and like. Maybe even like do a statistical analysis. Like it is so funny. I can tell you right now though, I've asked everyone this question and most people's response is like, I need it. I moved to a new place and I needed new okay. friends or, um, you know, I always loved comedy and it was just sort of like I walked by a theater one day and saw improv classes. So what breakup did you go through? Well, <laughs> so it, this, first of all, 
you just blew my mind. That's yeah. like absolutely not my experience. That is awesome. And maybe we just have a much healthier place here. Yeah, <laughs> I think that might be That it. might be yeah. it. But I actually wasn't going through a breakup, but I've just noticed that as a pattern. I was in a bad relationship when I started, very mm -hmm. much like a manipulative, like didn't have a lot of freedom type of relationship. Oh, yeah. And improv is one of those things that like I was like, oh, I can do anything, yeah. you know, like literally who cares? And I can pretend to be whoever I want to be. And that like this just was fun. Yeah. Uh, but very much I had seen some shows around campus. It was my undergraduate. And I was like. Oh, it's kind of like whose line is it anyway? Which is like I think everyone's first oh, yeah. thing of like seeing improv, especially. And a big difference between um, whose line and what you're doing right now. Right. Whose line is short form improv? It's those games, silly, fast paced, a lot of audience interaction. And long form is a lot more like improvised uh, scenes. Like yeah, you're it's like gonna, story yeah, it's storytelling. Yeah. yeah. Which like for me what we did in college was short form too. Right. So like it was just one-to-one -one what I had experienced as a child. And I got there and I had a, I recognized a friend and his name is Brian. Shout out to Brian. He was like, hey, maybe you should come to a practice or two, you know? I think he was just seeing that I was lonely and sad and was like, come, <laughs> come do something outside of your dorm room. Yeah. And I did and I went to a practice and they had a rule where like if you came to a practice, you had to do at least one game. Sure. And I did one game at the very end, because I hadn't done one all practice, mm -hmm. and they were like, get the frick in get here. Get the fuck up right like, now. It's your chance right now. You have to. And I did it, and I made someone laugh, you know? And, and like, that was it. And it's like that small of a thing where I was like, oh, wow. Okay, I'll come back next week. And then, you know, at the end of that year, they had elections for, like, the next year's executive board, and I was not planning on running, but they didn't have anyone that was going to be the secretary. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll jump in. Ended up being on the executive board, and then, my junior and senior year, I was the president and just like, that was it. Yeah. You know, like it became my life to a degree. And I have a lot of people that swear by the fact that like improv was the most important thing they did yeah. in college. Like it's, by far. I, for every, everyone I know, everyone, for me too, personally, like improv has always been such a huge part of my life. And some of my lifelong friends have been because of improv. Yeah. I love that you talk about how uh, all it was, it took one laugh. In that one rehearsal, and it was like, oh, there it is, the drugs. Right, like, it really was, like, the drugs. Like, yeah. especially because as a kid, like, I moved around a ton. I moved, I was born in Louisville, Kentucky, and I moved yeah. to Kansas. I moved to Des Moines, Iowa. I lived in Ecuador for a while. I moved back here. I live in Peoria, Illinois. Mm -hmm. So, like, the way to get friends was always to, like, make yourself the funny person Always. to a degree, you know, like it was being able to like, first of all, shift your personality to like whoever's in front of you now, <laughs> you know, like literally yeah, kind chameleon. of chameleon. Yep. Right. And then make someone smile or laugh in their way. So it's like, Hey, I'll talk, you know, the incredible Hulk with this guy. And then the next moment I'll like, I don't know, eat some random lunch thing. I'll eat a hot dog right through the middle, yeah. like a maniac. And then, yeah, that's, that was it. So then like, yeah, transfer that, years later into something like improv where I was like, wow, I've always wanted to do this. And I didn't really realize that I always wanted to do this. Right. It's, uh, to, I tell everyone, like, if you move to a new place or even if you've been living in the same place for a really long time and you're like, oh, I, I don't really have many like close friends. I don't really know how to meet people as an adult. Go take an improv class. For sure. Go take an improv class. Hey, you want to naturally 
fall in love with someone, go take an improv For club. real. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. It is just, it's so easy to connect with people, um, in, especially in your level one, because it's just like, oh, we're all nervous. We're all about to make complete fools of ourselves, and it's about to be so damn fun. Well, and the funny thing is, especially about a weekly class like that, where you're literally being vulnerable on a stage slash classroom with somebody, mm-hmm. like you see where their head's at. Like you yeah. can, but if you're paying attention, you can see absolutely where everyone's head's at in the class. Where like last week you were the life of the party, and this week you are not. And maybe I need to chat with you. Yeah, you okay, buddy? And yeah. You, like you really do end up falling in love with these people that you're in your class because you see like week to week who they are and how they've changed, and it's, yeah. it's it is really a special deal. Oh, oh, it's making me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Um, do you have a particular moment from um, in the different classes you've taken or different shows you've performed in that really stands out as almost that like light bulb moment? You know, we talk a lot about um, the different theories and rules, and I put rules in heavy quotes mm. that we learn when we're learning long form improv, mm. especially yes and support your scene partner, blah, blah, blah. But was there ever something that just for a while you were like, I just don't get this concept. And all of a sudden there was that like, aha, I get it. That moment on stage or again in class. Yeah. You know, uh, there's there's this really kind of like satisfaction in saying something at the very, very beginning, like setting up something really, really tiny. And then like the very end of the show, bringing it back, oh, like the, yeah. that payoff moment where it's just like. If you feel like you've been edging the entire time, yeah. and at the very end, you're like, oh, I did it. I finally did it. That was amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that is something really special. And forever, I really was trying to get that to happen, mm-hmm. like very naturally trying to get that to happen. And and I was trying to force it, and it happened a bunch of times in class where I was like, "Did you guys get it? That was I the that I, was the thing that I did." He was the same guy from the first scene. Do you remember? Do you remember? Yeah. Like he had the hat. I had the same hat, and everyone's like, "Dude, no, we no. didn't get it. You're, was, you're forcing you're, you're it. You're forcing it. Yeah, you're really forcing it." And then in one class I had here, I like laid something out, just didn't even think about it, but just laid something out, and then someone else brought it back at the end of the show. And I could have cried. Like, it was it for me, where I was like, uh, you did the thing that I wanted to do, but you did it naturally. Whoa. Like, whoa. it was, I needed to trust that other people are funnier or than me. Or in listening yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, and listening. Yeah, I don't is, think, I, I don't think it's funnier, because I think everyone is very, I think everyone is hysterical in their own little unique sure, way, that's right? that's true. But it, it's it's listening, and that's the thing that I think so many newer improvisers or older improvisers just have a hard time trusting, especially with a new group. Yeah. Are you listening to all of the gifts? Am I listening to all of your gifts? What's a piece of advice that you would give uh, someone who wants to try improv for the first time? It's their first day of level one. They're about to walk in the door. What's that piece of advice you would give them? Yeah, if you're coming into a class and you've already decided to make the jump, like you did the hardest part. Yeah. Really. So once you're there, just be okay with making a complete fool out of yourself. Like just have a <laughs> great time because you're already there. Worst things comes to worst. You hate the class. You go home. You don't come back to second class. Sure. Right? Like if it's the worst day of your life, whatever. But open yourself up to let that first time be awesome. Yeah. Like l- let it happen. And if you're closed off, you're in the corner, you're not going to be doing anything, it's not going to be a good time. No, it's true. It'll you'll, you'll be feeling like people are forcing you to do things. You're going to feel like people are pulling you into scenes instead of you offering it out. And it's going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. If you let yourself try to have a good time, it'll be a hundred times better. And I mean, really, really, I mean that. The 
the hardest part is stepping into that classroom for the first time. Yeah. Because it feels like it's just something so foreign to not get to prepare for something. And in fact, I really think it's something really freeing to know that you don't have to be prepared all the time. Yeah, absolutely. There's something so... I was talking to a student yesterday um, who popped in to get some work done here and we're chatting and he's like, yeah, I decided to take Chad's level one class mm -hmm. and... He's like, you know, I, I did Meisner back in college, and the reason I loved Meisner, which is an acting technique, mm -hmm. is is because, you know, you're, you don't really have to prepare anything. You just sort of show up, and it's a lot of back and forth, and, and you're going off of what your scene partner's giving you. He's like, and then I took that first improv class, and I realized, like, holy shit, I don't, this is exactly like that. that. I don't have to is. prepare anything. Yeah. I can just show up and trust myself and my partners in this world that we're going to, like, Go build something weird and silly. Well, and, and when you do prepare for improv, it's bad. No, since no one else is prepared with you, they have no clue what's going on. Oh man, I, I have I've had multiple times in my life someone come up to me and be like, "Okay, I really prepared this awesome character for our improv show tonight," and I'm like, "Good luck," because you're gonna get out there, you're gonna be like, "Wow, oh, hello," and everyone's gonna be like, "Who are you? Screw you! What we're doing. Is this? We're not. That's not what we're doing. We're in Africa right now yeah. in a safari. Why are you an old British yeah. guy? Like it just doesn't make any sense, right?" Yeah. And really, it is just about being able to be there. Yeah. And opening that up. Yeah. It's the scariest thing to uh, trust our own weird brains. Yeah. But everyone wants to know about your weird brain. Everyone out there, we want to see and hear your weird brain. Your weird brain is what I want to hear about the most. We love it. It's like the most endorphins you get and the most pheromones you get are like when somebody's like relatable to you. Oh, my God. And it's nothing better. I don't even know when it was, but like the first time I like watched someone online say something that I was like, oh my God, I do that. <laughs> like, like I remember straight, like in high school, for example, someone made a joke about like when they go to the bathroom and use the, the big stall, the one that's like oh, for yeah. people with wheelchairs and like being terrified that someone with a wheelchair is going to walk in. Oh yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that is terrifying. I think about that every time I go into one of those stalls. 100% every time. And I was like, wow, other people think like me. And like, that's what we want to hear. That's a weird thought and it's a weird thing and it's beautiful. And that's improv, baby, is just f people finding the weirdness and finding that common thread of weirdness. It, it Talking about like preparing, not preparing, uh, reminds me of a, a jam many, many, many years ago. I was living in New York. It was at the People's Improv Theater, and there was a gentleman who showed up. It was like a late night Tuesday jam. So it was like already a very weird energy. Cause it it's, always is. It's like 1130 at night on a Tuesday. Everyone down there is at least a little drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will not um, be there if you're not so if you're not drunk. And this gentleman showed up with a full on suitcase filled with props. And I don't know if it was because he didn't know the difference between like prop comedy yeah, and yeah. improv and stand up. And we were like as supportive as human. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. we did a, a big thing at the top of like, you know, we're, we don't actually use props. The most we use are, are chairs or blocks. But, you know, if you want to grab something in the middle of your scene, you feel free. You know, you know we got Go your back. It, yeah. And the gentleman got very frustrated that oh. we were not following this like script that he had. <laughs> <laughs> he like passed out flyers. Literally, like it was bananas. And it ended with him pulling out a picture of George Bush that he had printed out and slamming it on the stage and going, you got bent. 
And then he grabbed his suitcase and he left. And I still think about that man all the time because I wish he would take my improv class so bad. Because I'm wow. like, your weird brain could be amazing yeah. if it's harnessed correctly instead of... Whoa. It, yeah. So my question to you is, have you ever experienced like a completely out of left field wild moment at a jam? Something in line with that or even something really positive? I so I love jams. I used to go to the jam literally every week. Yeah. And I want to say that a lot of the people that go to the jams are people that already have some sort of a background and just want to get the outlet. Yeah. But back when I used to do improv in St. Louis, there was a really cool little it wasn't a jam, it was kind of like it where you went over there, you put your name in a hat and then they would pick names out of a hat mm -hmm. and then they would make you they would form a team. And then the team would go somewhere, practice, create a form, and come back in cool. 15 minutes. And then these three teams would perform, and that would be the show. And while those teams were doing that, there would be like a house team. Right. Well, I put my name in a hat, and I wasn't, I wasn't picked. I wasn't one of the, sure, you know, yeah. whatever, 30 people that got picked. And it was just a huge show. Yeah. And I was like, whatever, I'll just watch here, blah, 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 blah. But one of my friends did get picked, and... He is in the second show, and then in the middle of his show, he's like, you know what, Juan, get up here. And he just calls me up on the stage because he knows that I was bummed that I didn't get picked. Yeah, of course. And he had asked his, the other people if they could just add one more person. Everyone was like, totally, let's do it, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I get up there, and there were three other people named Juan in the crowd. Oh, my God. And they all and got up? And we all got up there. Oh, my God. I love this. And it blew my mind that, first of all, there were three other people named Juan because in St. Louis, that That's doesn't happen. Not, yeah. In Texas, <laughs> that happens. All over. In St. Louis, absolutely not. So we, all three of us get up there like, wait, was he talking about you? Was he talking about me? We were all like, whatever. And we went up there. Oh, my gosh. And we just had literally the most fun I've ever had in a show. I wow. don't remember a single piece of it, but I do remember specifically being like, the spontaneity here is just so weird and wacky and wonderful. It was great. Oh, man, that's such a great yeah, story. Yeah, it was, it was a good one. Holy shit. I love that. Four wands in the audience, three wands. Three it was wands. you yeah, plus yeah, yeah. two more. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's fucking crazy. Well, they, they, we all like stood up at the same time being like, yeah, it's me. How did he know? And then we're like, wait, Ooh. what? <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder if the other two guys also had friends in the group and when my friend was like, hey, should we add, let Juan get up here? Uh, the other two people were thinking, oh, oh my yeah. Juan, of course. Oh, of yeah, course sure. I want yeah, him up here. Oh, yeah, let's get Juan you know? up here. <laughs> but they had no clue about who they were really talking about. I just love the fact that this team then became, in my mind, this was like a team of six that became a team of nine with the three of you hopping up there. Yeah, it was a team of eight. It was a team of eight. So now there are 11 people yeah, on that stage. Oh, it was a lot. God. I love it. That's yeah. improv, baby. That was it. I mean, also, like, as soon as the three of us stand up, no one was ever going to tell us to sit back down. No, 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 no. You no. know, that was never going to happen. And the crowd <laughs> lost it. Of course. Because three people stood up and they're like, are you seriously all wands? We were like, yeah. I, I, It's one of those, again, like you can't plan that. It's no. not as funny if it's planned. No it's way. so wonderful that it's just this like, oh, just like improv, this yeah. like fire, as Ian always describes it, this firework that's yeah. there for us and us alone and then gone forever. Um, okay, Juan, we're going to shift to some, like, fun, goof-goof questions now. Okay, so, if you could insert yourself into any television show or movie in history, which would it be? Uh, any of the Pokemon. Oh, hell yes! Just immediately any of the Pokemon. Who's uh, well, who's your starter Pokemon? 
Oh, which obviously depends which starter generation. I mean, that matters. <laughs> but if I had to pick like my perfect partner Pokemon, yeah, it yeah. would be Mareep, the oh, I know pre-evolution I of have Ampharos. Po- I have Pokemon Go on my phone. Oh, I'm do a you? huge Pokemon fan. Oh, yeah. we, we need to talk about that oh, yeah, for a yeah, yeah, while yeah. after this. <laughs> That's a Good. whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can catch Juan and I on our sister podcast, the DCC Poke, PokeGo Yep. Podcast. That's yep. it. That's you, it. You got it. Yeah, I love that. Mareep yeah. is such a cute little fucking sheep Ab- man. Absolutely adorable. And then it turns into this like just like weird, weird wonky, <laughs> like skinny Pokemon. electric deal. And yeah. it's killer. Like yeah. this. You guys can't see me right now, but Just I'm dancing. doing I'm doing the moves that the <laughs> evolved form of Mareep does. It's like it's like Groot from yes. uh, Guides of the Galaxy. That's what you're that's what you're dancing right now. That's a good one. Yeah, sure. I, I would also like I'm big anime guy. I would also love to be in One Piece, which is this huge pirate okay. thing. It's going on for like a thousand chapters. Oh, okay. like literally a thousand thirty one chapters this week. So it's been One fun. Piece, One Piece. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. One Piece. Yeah, yeah. it's like if you want to if you have no like fear of commitment, that's the show <laughs> for you. If you're a fear, if you're afraid of commitment, don't do it. I mean, I definitely am not. I'm. Uh, I don't know if I can commit to over a thousand. It's a lot. Like, it legitimately is. Yeah. I'll give it a try. I'll give it at least a pilot a shot. <laughs> oh, good. If you uh, had to choose a song that would play every time you entered a room, it's sort of like your intro song. What What is the song? Oh man, that is a killer question. Yeah, yeah. And I would have to pick a Jason Mraz song. Oh my god, he's, he's my favorite. Really? Yeah, he was my he was my first dance at my wedding. What? Everything, yeah, what yeah, yeah. What song by him for the first dance? The first best friend was the first dance. Okay. Um, what song would I pick every time I walked in a room? It's different, but I think I would do "I Never Knew You," which is my favorite song by him. All right, I'm gonna have to do a deep dive on Jason Mraz. I yo, do not know enough about this man at yo, all. He is the person I know the most about, and I do have a wife. Yeah, like he is. <laughs> that is 100% serious. Wow, I'm learning so much about you right now, Juan. Do you consider yourself a lucky person? I do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, 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 I think we all are. It's hard to be sitting in a podcast studio <laughs> on a Sunday morning and not feel lucky and privileged. Yeah, in some and then way. like immediately after this, you're just going to go rehearse with your yeah. club, improv club team and, and yeah. be a goof. And then go home to a house. Which to your beautiful wife. <laughs> yeah, like absolutely. Yeah, you're a very lucky man. If you had to choose today, what would the title of your autobiography or Netflix special be? For sure. It would be, unfortunately, because Aziz and Zari already took this, but I thought about this a lot. Yeah. It would be Jack of All Trades, Master of Wand. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah that's yeah. great. You know what? Fuck Aziz. I'm saying yeah, right I know. here. Yeah, yo, yo, right Aziz, here. Aziz, fuck, fuck you. you. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, you know, controversial. Fired. Controversial. Controversial. Maybe, but we're doing it here on DCC <laughs> Pod. So I sent this out in the email confirmation. Mm-hmm. What are three pieces of art that you would recommend, whether it be like a book, movie, TV show, um, you know, go for a long walk, literally yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. What are three things that a new comedy student should consume? Yeah. Okay, so I did think about this quite a bit, actually. Hell yeah. And the first thing I thought about was Finding Nemo. Oh, okay. And I know that that seems like a wild long shot, but we were talking about Payoffs earlier uh-huh. in that movie. Oh yeah, does he's gonna cry? Some he's incredible gonna cry. stuff. He's crying right with now. Payoffs. There, yeah, there I have there some, tears. Stuck in my throat. <laughs> he's, he's that's it. Wow. No, but it really does. It does an amazing job with payoffs. You think about it. Very beginning of the movie, they set the whole entire movie up. Even the small things like like the dad meeting the turtles. For oh example, yeah. Right, and they do a great job with cutting the payoffs off. 
which is what like something I'm really working on right now is like when you finally get to the good part of the joke, ending the scene, like Just letting get out. it getting get out. out, you know, like in that moment he meets the turtles at the very end. He's like, Oh wait, how long are you guys alive for? He's like, 108 years and young, man. And then he's like, done. That's the <laughs> yeah, scene. Yeah, out. You know? And Don't linger. It's stuff like that where, like, you wouldn't think that they had principles of improv in it, but of course they do because oh, yeah. they have principles of comedy in them. Another one, um, if you want to do a great character introduction, like first line tells you the entire character, basically the entire character arc. Avatar The Last Airbender. <gasps> Shut up. Do you see the jacket I have right no, here? No, I don't. It's the White Lotus. Yo, I'm no way. I'm obsessed with Avatar. Yo, I'm okay, not kidding. This is easily the 10th time this has come up on the podcast. No and way. I am obsessed with the Dallas improv community now because you're all Avatar fans. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> that blows my mind for um, real. I have the map of it, like the Four Nations yeah. hanging above my bed. Rob, wow. <laughs> my boyfriend, is like... I love you. <laughs> I love you. I don't need this above this my bed. But this is a time. lot. Yeah. I have the map. I have an Appa hat. I have. Oh I have commissioned so much art. Oh my gosh. I am obsessed. Yeah. No. I'm and with reason. So happy you said that. And with like genuinely good reason. It's so good. If you go to any single character introduction, their first line oh is God. their character. It's perfect. Okay, you and Hannah Westbrook need to talk for too, sure. She and I lost our fucking minds in this room. Oh my for gosh. Like, we we like completely stepped away from the podcast <laughs> to do a fucking Avatar <laughs> podcast. I love that. Um. So now I have to ask this follow up question: What bender are you? Are you mm -hmm. an air bender, mm -hmm. an earth bender, fire or water bender? I think I'm an earth bender. I'm an earth bender. And I wanted too, to be sure. a water bender forever, and I just I've come to the Conclusion that I think I'm an earthbender. I, yeah, you've got earthbender energy yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. Madeline, too, uh, who's on Redemption. Oh, she, for sure. She is also a huge Avatar fan. Oh, my God. She gave herself firebender, which I could not like more disagree yeah, with. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> like a waterbender. So sweet <laughs> yeah. and like caring yeah. for everyone. Yeah. She's like, no, no, I'm very angry all the time and i was like oh my you can't see my face what? but i am blown away also though really quickly that was a perfect like spot on impression of her thank you <laughs> i'm getting better at all of my impressions on everyone <laughs> that was really good yeah. my kate ailman's getting good too oh good good, good. um Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. Okay, everyone. I love really her good. so much. Anyway, all right. Back to recommendations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone watch Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, sure. What's the third? My third recommendation is to really look at any of the sketch shows that are out there. I mean, obviously, Key and Peele is like the one everyone jumps to, but there's hundreds of sketch oh God, shows so online. Anti Donna is my favorite. Anti Donna. Yeah. If 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 man, if you have time to watch Anti Donna all the way through, you will see how much of this must have come from some sort of an improv thing. I mean, you Hell see yeah. the heightening, you see the three different things, you see how someone walks on and walks off, you see mm -hmm. how people come in and just give a gift and walk off this, like you can see improv in it every single time. Yeah. And any honestly, rewatch your favorite show with an eye to improv on it. Yeah. Like just rewatch your favorite thing and be like, okay, I see heightening there. Okay, yeah. I see this there. And even that just as an exercise for you is gonna be super helpful. Hell yeah. I will also throw into the mix here for sketch shows to check out I Think You Should Leave. We're, oh, my we're God. big Tim Robinson oh, fans huge. here. huge. I love um, I Think You Should Leave. But also check out Astronomy Club, which is oh, really cool. incredible, and uh, A Black Lady Sketch Show, which is really uh, hysterical yeah. as well. What's um, A Black Lady Sketch Show on? Oh, it's on HBO. HBO, that's why I have seen it. Highly recommend. I'll give you my login. Oh, I have, yes. I have HBO Max. You can watch there it. You it's go. 
hysterical. It's so good. And again, so such clear examples of yeah. heightening over and over and over again. And for the new improv people who are listening to this, you're like, heightening? Question marks. What, what is, is that? that? Take a class and you'll find out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take a class. Google it. Google it. And then take a class. But take a yeah, class. Yeah, for sure. All right. This is going to lead to our final part of the interview segment before we do some improv. So this segment is called First Thought, Best Thought. Okay. First Thought, Best Thought. These are one-word answers only or as okay. close to one word as you can make it. Okay. In one word, First Thought, Best Thought, what is your idea of misery? Hell. What is your idea of pure bliss? Uh, ice cream. What is, uh, or what or who is your biggest inspiration? Jason Mraz. Hell yes, brother. Uh, what is your biggest vice? Food. It's, it's so funny. Everyone's answer to this question has been food, alcohol, or weed. It's just over food. and over that, and I mean, over again. Of course. <laughs> Who's going to be out here and be like, oh, kindness. My, <laughs> my biggest vice, I'm just a great guy. Uh, Ian would say that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ask for permission or for forgiveness? Forgiveness most of the time. Yeah. And in one word, what one word best describes you and your brand of comedy? Are you sure? Oh, that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't, I don't even, let me I like. I love that. Really? Are you sure? Yeah. Maybe really? Really? Yeah. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Juan, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Uh, this has concluded the interview portion. Now we're going to move along to do some improv. So okay. I have um, my random word generator in front of me. So what kind of suggestion do you want? I have random word, location, relationship, professions, accents, emotions. I have opening lines. Literally anything you could think of I have in front of me. So what What do you want? I uh, Yeah, do just random on everything. Okay. Can you do that? On everything. So yeah. how many, you want a word of oh, all these kind of no. things? Is there not like a just check oh, solved have, boxes? Yeah, you, you just want a random word. Yeah, yeah. All right. Boycott. Boycott is the word then. I'm not going. I told you I'm not going to school today, tomorrow, next week. I am not doing it. Hey, buddy. Mm. Yeah, you can't. You can't just quit. Why? Yeah, that's not the answer to most things. But, but why not? But, I mean, I, I understand that the school lunch isn't your favorite part. It tastes okay. like butt, Dad. And it's not even about the school lunch. It's I don't want to go to school because when I come home from school, I have to I have to do more homework. And you and I don't get to spend any time together. Well, I can spend time with you while we're doing homework. I mean, that's just the, the way things go. Life uh, moves forward and homework needs to get done. Do you think I got to be where I am? in my station in life without having done some homework? You seem really unhappy. Okay, yeah, but that's just recently. I just lost my job, okay? Usually I, I was very happy. <laughs> Dad, Dad, you seem really manic all of a sudden. Oh yeah, okay, first of all, where'd you learn the word manic? <laughs> I, I mean, I listen to you and mom when you're okay. talking with the bedroom door okay. shut. Yeah, we, that's uh, it's called therapy, we do teletherapy. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be listening, I thought you were listening to your TV shows. I mean, I put the TV shows on so you and mom don't know that I'm listening, but I'm, I am listening. So you listen to the whole of our teletherapy? I do. I, it seems like mom is unhappy with what happens in the bedroom. Okay, you are really turning this around on does me. This, you need to go to school, young lady. Mom, does mom need a better pillow? Okay. Oh, my God. You've heard way too much. Yes, we are getting a new pillow. That's good. But what pillows we need or don't need. Have you gotten into our room? No, I, that's a sacred place. Mommy told me I had to sign a contract. I'm not allowed in your bedroom. Mom, I signed the contract. I'm not going to go to jail. 
mom made you sign a contract? Yes, of course she did. See, that's the issue with your mom. She's always making me sign these stupid whoa, contracts whoa, and not letting whoa, me just have whoa, good time whoa, in bed. Whoa, okay. am I your therapist now? Okay, no, you're I right. I thought I was your child. You're right. You are my child. You need to go to school. I don't and wanna. You're very good with words, babe. And if you don't, if you, you're just not gonna be able to express yourself even better but, if you don't go to school. But what? Why can't I homeschool? Look at me. I am. You. I haven't broken eye contact with you once. I. I. That's really impressive. Do you know? How bad it would be for me if I had to try to homeschool you right now? Why is it falling on you? You just said I was a, an intelligent, well-read girl. Do you want to homeschool yourself? I can homeschool myself. I know how to read a book. So you're just going to read more books until you know everything? That's basically what school is, and, but I have to wait for the rest of the class to finish the book before I can move on to the next book. Oh, who's going to make your new lunch? What? Oh, you don't like school lunch? That's the whole reason you're not going to school. Well, you're going to make your own lunch here? Maybe I can. Why are you yelling at me? Oh, honestly, because my life is shit right now. It's in shambles. Sorry, Dad. Yeah, and I thought we had something good going. We do have something good going. Don't you cry. <clears throat> don't. Dad, why? Don't be emotional. You got to get it together, man. No, I know. I'm the man of the house. It's not about gender roles. No, it's more it just like you're the adult in this situation and... I on it. It's not about gender roles until it is, you know? Like, I'm always preaching out here. I'm like, pro, whatever, and then I have to be the one to take the trash out at night. And how does and that make you I'm feel? I'm scared. I don't like the neighborhood either. Oh. Last week, the guy nearby made fun of my outfit just when I was going outside, and yeah, I was trying to be comfortable. But did you share how that made you feel? No, I didn't go, excuse me, sir, you made me feel uncomfortable. Why not? Because he was right. I had assless chaps on. Whoa, Dad, I why? Did, why? I don't know why I just told you that. You need to go to school. I don't want to. Oh, this is more God. fun than school. Well, I feel like I'm understanding the human psyche. You are. And it's kind of scary that you can do that so well. And I kind of feel like you're parroting our therapist from the teletherapy What sessions. do you mean? I'm not parroting anything. Your therapist is not very good, if I'm being honest. I feel like she's taking a real Freudian approach to yours and mom's relationship. When in reality, it seems the two of you need to get back to your five love languages and decide what is your love language? What is hers? Are you willing to put in the work to speak each other's love language? Because right now, it doesn't seem that way. Dad, why have, are you pacing in circles? Have you, have, have, did you get into my graduate school textbooks. Of course I did. You left them in the dining room. I thought, you can read that? If they're out, why am I not allowed to read them? Well, because there's knives in the kitchen. You're not allowed to use those. Yeah, but that's not a book. But books are just as dangerous as knives. Well, no the one pen? told me that. Are you kidding me? The pen is mightier than the sword? Have you I... never heard that before? No. You need to read different books. I'm so confused. Read books. Don't read books. Read books. Don't read books. What am I supposed to be doing You're right now? You're supposed to be a normal middle school age child. Am I not normal? Okay, I may have gone too far. You're normal. Dad. You're, you're special. You're unique. You're better than normal. This is why I don't want to go to school. No one at school thinks I'm a, a fun person to be around because I quote Freud and... That's not true. I have your report card right here. Yeah. And your teacher said that you were a delight. You didn't turn the page. Oh, sorry. 
it's a delightful nuisance because I answer all the questions. That's what it says. Yeah, to be fair, I hadn't finished reading I it. I know you hadn't because you wouldn't have shown it to me. Can I just go back up to my room and read yeah, Nancy I, Drew? I, I, I think so. If you want, you can grab another one of my textbooks. Oh, thanks, Dad. Yeah. And by the way, I you know I think you and Mom are going to be fine. You just got to get some new pillows and and maybe like you know offer to to help out around the house a little bit more. It seems like that's Mom's love language. She she's like acts of services. Yeah, and what's mine? Um, per quality time. That's why you're so miserable because Mom works all the time and you just lost your job and you're not getting any quality time with Mom. You're just sitting in a pit of depression all day thinking about. Your job. Why are you pacing again? Well, what's, what's yours? I don't know. I'm eight. You still have a love language. I don't. I think it's okay. It, hey, books can need, books be a love language? If they're a gift. Maybe they can be. Yeah, I guess. Get, I want a present. Okay. Hey, you know what? Screw school. Let's go to Target. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love you, Dad. I love you. <laughs> Scene. Oh, <See> <laughs> uh, Juan, I love that. So much. Thank you for playing with me. Heck um, yeah. We that was a, a really unhealthy father daughter relationship, and I was all about was it. Was it? <laughs> like I'm not sure if it was or wasn't. She was a smart kid. Uh, she always is. If you're gonna play a kid, folks, <laughs> be the smart. smartest kid. It's way more fun. <laughs> Thank you again for chatting with me today. Is there anything else that you want to plug, or is there like a website or social media handles or anything like people can find more about you? Nah, you know what? If you are young. And in college and wanting to do improv, join your improv team. And oh, if yeah. you're young and out of college, come here. Really. Take an improv do class. Do it. It'll make, just, it'll make you smile a little bit more. It'll give you something to look forward to. And if you're feeling down, that's the one thing you need, something to look forward to. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you again, Juan. Uh, and thank you to all of our listeners out there. Uh, I uh, This is me getting tongue-tied. Hey, no. We love a good tongue-tied. <laughs> Love the band group love. We love it. Thank you all again for tuning in. Uh, new episodes release weekly. Uh, if you do want to take an improv class, you should check out our website, dallas-comedyclub.com. Uh, you can see all of our uh, up-to-date classes there. And you should come see Juan with all-time faves every Wednesday. They're in a different time slot each week. So check dallas-comedyclub.com for Heck our yeah. current show schedule. And his team uh, is called All-Time Faves. They perform an organic herald, which we didn't even get to today. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we get to it most weeks. It's it's a it's a tough form, folks. It's fun, but it's fun and it's goofy, and they are very funny. So come check them out. Um, Awesome, thank you all again so much. This has been the DCC podcast. I've been your host, Kimberly Alou, but you already knew that. Stay safe, folks.